Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Strong Christian Female, and we are jumping in. So we're to our new format, which is basically we delve into a conversation, and then we kind of hone in on maybe a specific area of that conversation later in the week. Today, we're talking about comfort. Comfort is something we all love. We're humans. We want it. We need it. We seek it. It is something that we treasure, maybe a little more than we should, perhaps, but it is something that we we long for as human beings. We live in a time in life where, especially if you live in America, most of us have the luxury of living in one place for at least an extended amount of time. Some of us, if you're like me in my childhood, we moved quite a bit, different apartments, different houses, different rentals, but maybe we stayed in the same neighborhood, the same city, had similar routines, same schools, things like that. The challenge is that being so comfortable is is often a separation from people who lived lives that were far more nomadic, far more tumultuous, far more day-to-day than our lives. We set yearly goals, bi-yearly goals, five-year, 10-year, things like that. I know 2020 has rocked the boat for a ton of people, and that's actually that's actually kind of good. We need to live a little uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying if you've lost your business or your job that that is, that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is more the goodness of being a little uncomfortable. But one of the things we do is we seek comfort in acceptance. We seek comfort in our community. We seek to want to be accepted. So comfort can lead us to a place that is not of God which is this desire to fit in or this desire for acceptance. We aren't willing to be uncomfortable or stand out. We want to really blend in and we want to look similar to those around us. And that can lead us down a road that's not meant for Christians to live in. So today we're going to read a section of a chapter called Comfortable Clothes. And it's short, it's brief, it's not long. And then we will talk about it later in the week, although I'll touch on a few things today. Because today we are in a place where people are starting to get uncomfortable and we're being, some of us are being pushed to the, (laughs) to the edge because we are like, I just want to be comfortable and I'm so uncomfortable every day. And some people are fearful of the unknown and they're fearful right now. Some people are just sick and tired of the tumultuousness. Some of us spiritually are very stirred up. We're very uncomfortable. We are not comfortable anymore. God is making us uncomfortable. He's waking us up. He's asking us to pray. Maybe we don't even realize that, but we're not, it's not that we're sleeping poorly. We're just waking up and we're like, man, I'm awake and it's four in the morning. What is going on? He's wanting to push us out of our comfort zone. He's wanting to push us out of the nest we've built. He's wanting to make us spiritual warriors and spiritual warriors are not lazy and spiritual warriors are often not seeking comfort because within the realm of being comfortable, there is also a patchwork quilt of lies that keeps you there or distractions that keeps you there. That's actually uh, what we're talking about next week when we talk about kind of 
of idolatry. And one of the idolatrous things that as Americans, and even those of us that live in more established places, obviously Canada, um, you know, most of Europe, we love our comfort and that can become an idol to us too. So today we're delving into a section of a chapter called Comfortable Clothes. So let's jump in. Let's face it, Americans have lost their sense of occasion. If you've ever seen old ads or television shows or even pictures of your grandparents or great-grandparents from the 40s, 50s, or early 60s, you'll see that they were definitely more intentional about what they wore. Cotton dresses with aprons instead of jogging pants were around the house fair. Crisp shirts, belted pants, and loafers for the fellas, and hats. Man, could those people don a chic hat. Today, we dress almost completely for comfort. We do not want to be uncomfortable. Sure, ladies look cute now and again, but if you're over 20 and you're not going on a date, comfort rules the day for most non-work attire. We need to move easy, breathe easy, slouch without our clothes telling us that we shouldn't do that. Let our guts hang out. I mean, we need to look like we can break out in a yoga session anytime we want. Once, I was invited to the preview of a national tour of the musical Annie. Now, keep in mind, even national tours can cost over $100 per ticket for a seat. To me, this meant an occasion, which, where I was raised, meant you dress for it. Because going to the theater was fancy. Billboards, lights, programs, orchestras, costumes. This was going to be it. I was excited to dress up with my husband. I did my hair, wore beautiful vintage earrings, pressed my one little black dress, which, by the way, was a vintage 50s dress that looked like it came straight out of an Audrey Hepburn movie. I unwrapped my heirloom black coat, put it all together, and off we went. When we arrived, I quickly realized that my attire was a wee bit over the top. In fact, only one other couple was dressed in anything other than jeans. At first, I was tempted to be embarrassed. How did I not know that almost a 100 other people would be dressed like they were just walking the dog? What in the world was wrong with me? Wait, no. What was wrong with them? Unfortunately, my miscalculation of fancy was part ignorance, part geographical location. This was Seattle, where people wore Birkenstocks to see Tony Award-winning anything. And so, in that moment, I decided that I wasn't dressed for the audience. I was dressed for the creator of the show and those who were putting in all of the work and effort. The other people just spectating were not my motivation. Attending this preview was a privilege. I was going to see the first show of a tour that would launch at the helm of its creator, who was in the room, mind you. This show would launch in just a few short days. The cast, crew, and orchestra had already worked hundreds of hours perfecting it. And, to top it off, the theater space it was being performed in was grand and elegant and very much a reason to feel celebratory. My clothes and shoes and earrings and preparation weren't to show off our feel a certain way. Although, let's be honest, you feel very different in heels and an Audrey Hepburn dress than jeans and Birkenstocks. They were to project my sense of celebration and respect to those who worked so very hard to make this evening happen. And in that brief moment when my focus changed, I no longer cared that I looked out of place compared to the other audience members. I only cared about watching and supporting the director, writer, and players who were actually doing the work. How many of us go through life more concerned about the audience we're sitting amongst than the creator or artisans who are sacrificing and working to create a masterpiece? How many of us dumb down our spiritual lives or take off our armor just to fit in and not feel out of place? 
Because I'm here to tell you, if you're living the Christian life right, and you're not just reading about God, but doing what he says to do, you will definitely look and feel out of place. Or maybe you don't mind the idea of looking or seeming different, but you don't want to appear like you're better than other people. I mean, you don't want to seem like you have it together or are putting on airs because then someone might feel bad. I mean, you want them to feel like they can be around you and not be judged. So you tone down your attire and what you talk about and how you act because, you know, they need to feel accepted. Let me tell you, Jesus loved the core of people, but he did not water down dumb down, whittle down, or mute what he needed to say. He also did not sit and refuse to interact with the world around him. He engaged with all varieties of people, tax collectors, teachers, women, fishermen. He was not partial, but he always focused on the one who sent him above all else. His intention was clear. His actions were an echo of his father. How he held himself was a reflection of his focus and his true audience. Because he knew who he was living for, he did not stoop to petty arguments or desire a need for acceptance. He loved, he called out sin, he led, he helped, and he challenged thinking. He was singularly focused on his mission. Christ left the director's seat and came and sat in the audience and continued to be who he was. He didn't change his role, he just changed his location. Therefore, his actions and loving spirit never changed. How many of us have misunderstood the occasion and spent years dressing for the crowd rather than the creator? How many of us have spent years seeking comfort rather than realizing certain things require certain sacrifices and preparation and discomfort? How many of us are far more concerned with living in a house in a neighborhood that blends into its surroundings rather than a house that was built by the master architect and is way out of the ordinary? On the flip side, how many of us are willing to go through life seeking to honor the higher calling? the creator of all, rather than the people we are living life surrounded by, or the social media narratives that buzz around us, or the political agendas that seek to swallow our lives whole. Are we willing to be draped in the garments of praise which heaven calls us to wear? Are we willing to stop dressing in fashion of the world or blend into society around us? Are we willing to give up what we deem acceptable in exchange for the supernatural? If so, get ready, because you will definitely stand out. Okay, everybody. Wow. I could easily just jump in and start talking all about this, but that's how we're not doing it. We're actually going to chew on this this week, and then we're going to dive in in a couple of days together. There's so much happening in our world right now where we need to take a step back and realize God is calling us out of comfort. 2020 has been one big fat year of discomfort, but I'm here to tell you it is not going to stop in that God is calling us to sacrifice our comfort and instead live our lives for him. And that's every area of our life. Every area of our life, every single one, he's saying, live for me, live for me, dress for the occasion I've called you to, not for the occasion the world says we're all attending, right? So just dwell on this this week and ask God, God, where have I followed the world's cues instead of yours? Where have I decided comfort is more important than what you've called me to? Where have I maybe strayed? I don't want to do that anymore. Please, God, show me. So let's pray right now. God, expose our hearts. You are a safe place. We want to see where we have gone wrong so that we can correct our course. 
We can change our clothes. We can stop dressing in the lies the world has put on us. And we can stop dressing just to be comfortable. And I know right now, Lord, that's kind of a metaphor, but, but it's true. We want to be uncomfortable. We want to seek you in all we do, whether it's raising our kids, whether it's uh, reaching out to our neighbor, whether it's going to school, no matter where we are in life, God, we want to seek you and not the crowd. We want to look to you as to what we're to do and no one else. So Jesus, we are willing to be uncomfortable for you. We are willing to take a step of faith and say, we listen to you only. We dress for your eyes only. Help us be brave and bold and honest. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies, I'll see you in a couple days. Okay, ladies, I wanted to let you know really quick about January. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and the America Unchained Project has a lot of free resources online. You can either sign up for their newsletter at americaunchained.org, or you can um, just go to their website, americaunchained.org, or follow them on Instagram, the America Unchained Project, and, and just see their daily updates. There's also classes you can take, free resources and other things for you. But again, get involved. It's coming up in three days. And so we are wanting to celebrate life and justice by making Human Trafficking Awareness Month really sore. This is also the month of the Walk for Life. The Walk for Life is a stand against abortion. Christians, non-Christians, atheists, people from all over the world join in to this beautiful march. It's in Washington, D.C. I believe it's January 29th. Check my work on that. But it's often also happening in your state. So this is a chance for us to stand strong against something that has infiltrated our culture and is robbing the lives of the unborn. And God says, there's just no question he's against abortion. And we want to stand against that. So we want to stand for life throughout all of January. So you can visit americaunchained.org to learn more about how you can do that or find them on Instagram. And then of course, the March for Life. Okay, ladies, see you soon.